know, so I, I don't know how to how to do it. And uh, but anyway, we're we'll try our best to be a little happier if we can. I want you to stand if you would and turn with me to the third chapter of First Samuel if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. Third chapter of First Samuel. We're going to read verses nine and ten. Therefore Eli, Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down. In his place, the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Gracious Heavenly Father, I just pray that we'll listen for that still small voice, that we'll listen for that voice that calls us to service. Lord, and I pray that we will follow that and realize that you, that you, you do speak to us, Lord, and and uh, we, we can't ignore you. The only hope we have, as Brother Sam's already said it, the only hope we have is that you'll, that you'll save the soul and, and that you will uh, uh, take us to heaven someday whenever we leave this world. All, that's all the hopes we have. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll bless us in everything. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The title of this message is the same as last Sunday morning, The Servants of the Lord. But this is Sermon 2, and we're going to have a Sermon 3, too. This is a, a, a series that uh, I want to preach. Uh, last week, we preached the first message on the Servants of the Lord. We covered the marks of a servant. Mark 1 was obedience. Mark 2 was diligence, and Mark 3 was humility. Now, you know, when, when you think about it, when you think about it, uh, if, if we're not willing to obey the Lord, what are we doing here? We're not, if, we're not, if we're not willing to find out what the Lord would have us to do, why are we here? Why are we, why are we taking this time to come? Because obedience... As I told you last week, obedience is the most one of the most important things that we can that we can uh, show to the Lord that we're going to obey Him, we're going to listen for Him, we're going to listen for what He has us to do, and we're going to obey what He what He says for us to do. The third, the second thing was diligent. We're going to be diligent in doing it. We're going to be we're going to you know. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I, I, I know I knew of a family several years ago that them, the wife and the husband, walked to church every Sunday. And I'm talking about not not just a block, not just two blocks, but they walked as much as four or five miles to church. Until I told them when I when I realized they were walking church, I didn't know they were walking to church. And when I realized they were walking to church, I told them I said, 
I'll come and pick you all up. And, and the man said, he said, we, we appreciate that. He said, that would help us a whole lot. But he said, I hope we won't get used to you coming pick us up. And because and, he said, we kind of like being able to walk to church. But they did walk quite a distance. But at any rate, uh, well, you'll say, why did they walk to church? They didn't have any other way. They didn't have any other way to go. And, and so uh, diligence. You know, how, how many of us were diligent to get here to church and, and to do what the Lord would have us to do today? What, what do we mean? What does that mean? Humility. The third thing we talked about last week, humility. You know, I've seen people try to falsely humble themselves, but I want to tell you, folks, God's children are a humble people. They're a humble people. They're not a, they're not a hateful people. They're, they're not a despisable people, but they're humble people. They humble themselves down, and, 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 and they humble themselves before the Lord in service, and such and such as this. That's, that's the Lord's people. Now, this week, we want to look at more of the marks of a true servant of the Lord. Now, I've got uh, another lesson coming up next week, but this, this fourth one is the mark of a true servant of the Lord is persevering persevering you know we we read this we we see here that that the bible plainly states and let us not be weary in well-doing for in due time in due season we shall reap if we faint not in galatians 6 and verse 9 now jesus said but he that shall endure until the end the same shall be saved matthew 24 13 now, a true servant of the Lord is going to endure. You, we wonder, we say, well, what do we have to do to endure to the end? Have to come to church every Sunday? Or, or do we have to say so many words? Do we have to give so much, put so much in the box? Do we have to do, do we have to be doing something? No, not really. Enduring to the end is holding to those truths that the Lord has taught us and given us through that his still small voice. Somebody may say, well, what does that mean? That this means that there's some time in your life, in your life, the Lord speaks to you about what you need to do and, and such. And uh, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it as long as, as long as I live. I'll never forget Brother Jim coming to me one Sunday and saying there's something wrong with me. He said, there's something wrong with me. And I said, well, the Lord may be calling you to be saved. Well, he was saved not too long after that. I'll never forget that. As long as I live, I'll never forget Brother Jim come to me and says, says something's wrong with me. But, well, I'm going to tell you, folks, there's something when we talk about persevering, we persevere because we are what we are. We persevere because we are the true servants of the Lord. We persevere. A true servant of the Lord is going to give up. And just like I've got down here, Elijah, Elijah sent his servants seven times with the same message. And his servant went and did not complain. He sent, he sent, Elijah sent his servant 
with a message seven times, the same message to the same people, seven times. And he never did. He never did look at Elijah and say, Elijah, I'm tired of, of, of preaching that message. Elijah said, I want you to preach that message. And, you know, and I, I, I don't think there's any such thing as teaching the Bible as being redundant. I, I, th I think the teaching of the Bible should be done every time I stand up here. You know, yeah, sometimes I, I may look pretty terrible, like I told Rhonda this morning, but I said I don't look any better smiling than I do uh, uh, not smiling. It's, it's the same message. You might say, well, this is the same message. But it's, a, it's, it's, it's sermon too, but it's not the same message because this, this, this message talks about, this message talks about uh, uh, the servants of the Lord and what they are. How many times do we give up if we don't see the blessings from the Lord as we should? How many times? You know, you'll say, well, have you ever? Uh, yeah, I told you all. I've told you all several times. You, you wouldn't believe how many times I've quit the ministry over the last 54 years. I've quit the ministry many, many times over the last 54 years. And you talk to a preacher that says he's never quit the ministry, never wanted to, he's lying to you. Because I, I don't know of a preacher that didn't want to quit. But I, I want to tell you how many times do we, we just want to throw up our hands and say, I quit. I quit. I, I'm done. I've had people tell me, they said, I've tried to come to church. I've come, I've been here for the last two or three weeks. Nothing, nothing has changed in my life. Nothing's going to change in your life if you gauge in your life by how many times you've been in the Lord's house. Nothing's going to happen. What's, what, what happens is, is, is what's in your heart and what's in your soul, what, what is deep down inside of you that tells you, I've got to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I have no reason to give it up. I have no reason to quit. I know things aren't the way we would like to see them today. They're not. I cringe sometimes at, at this world that I'm living in. I cringe sometimes at what's, what's happening uh, all around us. You know, uh, I haven't had my taxes done yet. We got to May the 17th to get our taxes done. I'm getting ready probably next week to go get my taxes done. I was talking to uh, the CPA that does my taxes, and she told me, she said, well, she said the taxes this year will be just about like they were last year. But she said they're not going to be the same next year. She said it's going to be terrible. She said it's going to be terrible next year. Things are so messed up right now. It's going to be terrible next year when you go to do your taxes. You may have already paid in thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars. the The first money that I give to the IRS is a, is my bonus check that the church gives me. I give that to the IRS for for my uh, estimated taxes. But she says it's not going to be like that next year. She told me next year to drop mine back to at least uh, uh, on my estimated taxes to drop them back to about uh, ten thousand dollars. 
But she said, it's not going to be like that next year. In other words, what she's telling me, I'm going to have to give the IRS more money before I go and get my taxes done. Let me tell you, folks, it's, 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 everything's changing. Everything's changing. This whole world is changing. And, and when they get the soul of our people, when they get the soul of the people, they've got it. They've got exactly what they're wanting. They want the soul of the people. Well, I, 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 I pray that, you'll, that you've given your soul to the Lord and you'll keep it just like that. It makes no difference what happens in this world. Persecution will come. All, all, those, all those things will come. They'll be there. They're going to be there. You're not going to get by as easily as you once did. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a time going to come when, when we're going to have to deal. Why is my children the way they are? Why, why is it my children have a completely different uh, uh, estimation of life than I have? If the children got the same estimation of life you have, then you, you've either taught them about the Lord or you haven't taught them about the Lord. One of the two. Isaiah speaks of persevering for the when he, when he talks of Christ, how Christ persevered. He says, Behold, my servant whom I upheld, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he, shall he not break, and the smoking flash shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail, and nor be discouraged. That's what the Lord's going to do. The Lord's not going to change because you change. The Bible's not going to change because you change. Well, that's what they're doing today. I had somebody ask me this week, they said, which Bible do you use? I said, I use the only one there is. He said, well, what about the NIV? I said, well, he said, that's what I use. They've changed the Bible to, to go along, and it's going to change again. I know we talk about the ESV. It's going to change again. It, it's, going, it's, going to change, it's going to change again to... to to, to go along to correlate with this world we live in. I'm telling you folks, there's a lot going to happen. A lot going to happen yet. And I'm not, I'm not being a naysayer. Not, not at all, because I have all the hope in the world. The hope in the world is that soon, someday, the Lord's going to come and get me and going to take me home with him. Really take me home. You know, some people may say, well, I'm going home. Well, my home is not at 1602 Opportunity Court in Vidalia. My home is up there. And I wait someday to go to that home. And, and certainly I hope and pray that, that you're waiting to go to that same home too. Because I want to tell you, that was the Lord. That Isaiah 42, verse, first four verses is what I just quoted from my notes. First four verses, but if you read that whole chapter... That whole chapter is about the work of the Lord, the work of Christ. What Christ, Christ is going to do his work. 
It doesn't make any difference how the world changes. He's going to still do his work. And he expects us to do the same thing, to do the work that he has called us to do, even though the world is changing. We should never be discouraged in the Lord's work. If the Lord sends us to work, we should go and persevere until the work is done, which is never. Work's not going to be done while you're here on the earth. Your work's going to be done. We sing a song that says that my work is going to be done when the Lord comes and calls me home. My work's going to be done. The mark of a true servant of the Lord is to be faithful. I know some people listen to this and they don't they really don't understand it. This is close kin to persevering. That is faithfulness. It was a great apostle who who said, moreover, it is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. That's all God expects of us, is to be found faithful. Not, not just one time a year, not just a few minutes coming to church maybe one or two times a year. Faithful in everything we do, faithful in Bible study, faithful in praying, faithful in everything, faithful in witnessing. I see people talking about, well, we need to witness. We do need to witness. The person that said we need to witness needs to be witnessing too. Yeah, we need to witness. We need to talk to people. We need to tell them about the Lord. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. It is required of a steward that a man be found faithful in everything that he does. Faithful in giving. Faithful in serving the Lord. Faithful in being in church. Faithful in, in all those things. It's required that a man be faithful. This is the least a servant of the Lord can, can, can do. The servant of the Lord is to be faithful in a few things. Again, not as it is not a burdensome thing. A few things. Now this is what the Lord tells. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Matthew 15 or 25 and verse 22. Lord said, you've been faithful in a few things. It's just a few things. Serving the Lord is just a few things. You'll say, well, I'm doing all I can. No, you're not. You, you, you've got to do more. When I, when I look back, and, and maybe maybe I live long enough, we've got, we've got some faithful people here at this church. We have. How many people would be as faithful as some of them been? There's some of these people here. I've been pastoring for 37 years. And for me to say you're not faithful would be just uh, be terrible because you are faithful. You are faithful. The Bible said be faithful in a few things. Well, that's one thing you're faithful in. That's being in the Lord's house when you should. 
but we should be faithful in all things. Faithful in all things. Again, Jesus said, for none of, I said, I'm sorry, I'll get this right. Fear, fear not of those things which thou hast suffered. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried, and, and ye shall have tribulation for ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Crown of life. How many of you want a crown of life? I, I guess every one of you should raise your hand. You know, we got some young girls in here I saw on Facebook wearing a crown. But listen, I want to tell you, I want to tell those young girls, and I want to tell their daddies and their mamas, and I want to tell their uncles and their aunts and everybody else, the crown that we need to win is the one the Lord's going to give us. And he does it by us being faithful. Faithful in what we do. Faithful in a few things, he said. Be faithful in a few things. So the Lord considers what we do for him as a few things. But some people consider it one of the worst things ever was, one of the hardest things ever was to do. Somebody mentioned here a while back to me, they said, why don't we start having two services, a service at 10 o'clock and a service at 11 o'clock on Sunday? I wouldn't mind that, but how many people are you going to get here at 10 o'clock? Let me tell you, folks, faithful in a few things. It's what the Lord told, told that servant. He said, you've been faithful in a few things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a lot of things because you've been faithful in a few things. So why can't we be faithful in a few things? It is a small thing to be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. Listen, folks, some will not make this for they are reluctant to serve the Lord faithfully in a few things. It is a much better thing to listen while you're in the Lord's house. It is yet a wonderful thing to follow the instructions of the Lord after you leave the Lord's house. It's a wonderful thing to be in the Lord's house. It's a wonderful thing to listen in the Lord's house. It's a wonderful thing to, to uh, follow the Lord, of uh, things that you hear, study. And it's a wonderful thing to follow the instructions that the Lord has for us. That's what Samuel did. The Lord said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. How many of you hear the Lord when they speak, when he speaks to you? I know I hear people say, well, I speak to the Lord. I pray to the Lord every day. How many of you hear the Lord when he speaks to you? Do you, do you even believe the Lord speaks to you? I do. I know for a fact over the years he's spoken to me many times over the years. Not in an audible voice. He, did, he doesn't do that anymore. The Lord... Lord spoke to some of the Old Testament saints through angels in an, audi in an audible voice. That's not, that's not the kind of voice the Lord speaks to us in. He speaks to us in that still, small voice. And he says, this is what we should be doing. This is what you should be doing. 
this, this is what you should be following. This is what you should be going after. This is what you should be doing. One of my last statements this morning is, may God give us the unction to speak as he speaks to us. Give us the unction to speak as he speaks to us. How many of you go and witness to your loved ones? How many of you witnessed this past week to your loved ones? Now this this cousin I had to pass away, I don't know a thing about her. But I, I did know that her mom and daddy were faithful people to the Lord. As a matter of fact, her mama's daddy was a sovereign grace landmark missionary Baptist preacher. Matter of fact, he was he was my mother's uncle. And my mom's told me many times, she said, she said, Grandpa Ackerman, that's what they called him. Grandpa Ackerman said he preached the same things you preach. She said he she said he would come to their house and said before they even had a Thanksgiving dinner. Before they ever, she said, before they ever had a, they called it a Christmas dinner. Before they ever had anything like that, he would take the whole family and he'd make them sit down and he'd preach a message to them. She said sometimes he'd preach for a half hour. Said us kids, she said us kids didn't think we was ever going to get to eat. Because Grandpa Ackerman was preaching to us. Where are those kind of people anymore? Where are they? Where are those kind of people that will sit people, line people up, set them down, and say, I want to preach to you? It's not, it's not happening today. It's not here today. As a matter of fact, if we, if we have somebody pray and they pray too long, it makes us upset. Somebody preaches too long, it makes us upset. I don't preach as long as I used to. I guess it's because of my age and everything. I don't preach as long as I used to. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I pray that God will always have me tell people about the Lord. I had a lady come to my house, a black lady, came to my house sometime back. And she said, I want to talk to Brother Paul. Brother Jackson, she said. I was sitting in my chair. I had a blanket over my legs. A lot of times I just sit with nothing on under that blanket. And she came in my room and I, where I was and said, I want to talk to you. She started asking me questions about salvation. I said, well, maybe I want to talk to you. And so I preached to her probably for about 10 or 15 minutes. Had somebody on Facebook that they told somebody else on Facebook that, that they were interested in the Lord and serving the Lord. And they're on here. I can't see now because I can't see that far. 
but uh, they're always on here just about every Sunday and every Wednesday night. They want to know more about the Lord. Why can't we preach it to them? Why can't you preach it to those that want to know more? It's simple. If you're faithful in a few things, the Lord's going to make you, put you over many things when you get to be, be, get to be. He doesn't say you're going to die and go to hell if you're not faithful in a few things. But what did Paul say he told the Corinthian church? He told that wicked church, that was a wicked church, terrible church. Corinthian church was a terrible church. But he told them, he said, some of you are going to be saved even so as by fire. I don't know what that means. But I've got a feeling it's not very good. It's not going to be good to stand before the Lord when you've got flames coming out of you. Flames of sin, the flames of lack of, of worship and such and such as this. May God bless you and, and we're going to let you go today. Let's all stand.